I had breakup sex in the way that someone broke up with me during sex. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the Bad Times Good Stories Podcast, the show where each week I talk with a guest about an awkward, embarrassing, or straight-up bad time from their life that uh, they're able to laugh about and have hopefully learned from or, uh, you know, have moved on from at the very least. And uh, today I'm really excited to have Ariana Bossery, and she's a comedian, and she talks about how not 48 hours before we did the episode, she experienced true breakup sex in the sense that the guy she was having sex with broke up with her while they were having sex. Uh, <laughs> it's, she makes me laugh a lot. I'm sure it sucked at the moment. Uh, I know it did. Um, so we talk about that. We talk about some of the uh, the colorful characters that she's dated in the past, uh, the one that still haunts her, and the fact that at this point in her life, if she, if she doesn't see a future of getting married, then really, what's the point? Um, which makes sense to me. We also talk about her comedy career and uh, how she got into it, the fact that she is a, uh, a dry-cleaning heiress. We talk about that, and um, her dad moving here from Iran when he was uh, a college student. So yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed uh, talking with her quite a bit. So I hope you enjoy the episode. If you do, don't just leave a five star. In the comments, leave the worst breakup experience that has happened to you as a comment. And uh, the best breakup story, I'll be sending them a t-shirt for the show. So leave a comment, whether in the YouTube comments or uh, on Apple Podcasts explaining your worst breakup, and uh, hey, you might get a t-shirt out of it. So uh, definitely do that, and you can email me at badtimesgoodstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Check out badtimesgoodstoriespod.com for past episodes, merch, and a link to the Patreon page. And now, without further ado, here is my conversation with Ariana. bought a jewel just because every guy I was like dating jeweled yeah and I just wanted to have like I'm just like I'm like that so I sure. had the charger and the pods and I was like <laughs> it's expensive yeah and that's stupid. it is stupid yes I dated a guy who jeweled in front of my parents once and I was like oh yeah that's, that's just bad. no no you don't need to do that just just yeah. take a break for like an hour <laughs> it's not that hard it was like a dinner like you can't wait till we're out of the parking lot <laughs> Do you really need it that badly? It's so embarrassing. Even in movie theaters, you'd like blow into a sweatshirt. <laughs> I now feel better about myself. We haven't even scratched the surface. <laughs> sure. Let me tell sure. you. Sure. Sure. No, definitely. Um, this is nothing. So, uh, you know, generally when you host a show, you ask how the guest is doing. And I have to say, I am invested in the answer to how are you doing? Um, <laughs> thank you so much. Yes. I am doing well. When I canceled on you before, it was... I don't know how else to say it, but like I had breakup sex in the way that someone broke up with me during sex oh, <laughs> last Thursday. And I was yeah. supposed to be here Friday morning. And honestly, I just drank a lot. It was yeah. like every single thing that could have happened, like open for celebrities. 
Okay. Like the biggest show. Yeah. Like David Spade, Ken, Ken Jong, like all of these people. You were opening for them that night? Open for them that night. Okay. Okay. So let's say this is 8 p.m. Then we're drinking a lot. Now it's 10 I I p.m. Okay. Do you want me to move this? Yeah, there you go. Okay. Thanks. So now it's 10 p.m. I'm drinking a lot. Back to his apartment. I sent you like the time difference between yeah. my friend being like, oh my God, I love him so much. And me being like, we broke up. Yeah, it was like 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it was like 30 <laughs> minutes between these things. I was back to my apartment by 1.30 a.m. And then just slept from 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. And then with you, I was just like, I can't. Because with things like this, it's hard to like pull through yes. completely. Yes. So that was exciting. Oh my God. <laughs> it's hard because it was like a, he just tried to define the relationship. And I think I'm turning 30 in October and okay. I just can't be like, you're my boyfriend if I don't want to marry you. Right. No, I understand. I'm 31. And yeah, it's, it's that way. Yeah. You just can't fuck around. Right. And I also can't lie. This is okay. my problem. I can't lie. I am very expressive and I show how I feel. So mm -hmm. if a guy's like, you really don't see a future with us, I have to be like, no, I wish we didn't have to have this conversation inside me. Who brought it up? He did. Of course I didn't bring it up. Sure. I was having a great time. <laughs> like I had, I had like gotten my dream, which was like this guy who really liked me, who like came to my show yeah. and was into me, yeah. but I didn't want him to be my boyfriend because I didn't want to marry him. And mm. then it all, I'll never see him again now. <laughs> How long had you Thursday. been dating? Had, like, this is the other good point, okay. right? It had been like a month and a half. Okay. But not even exclusively. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, th I think he thinks <laughs> so. <coughs> okay. So then I was out with this other guy who I'd also been dating for the last two months. Yeah. Like both of them were once a week, mm -hmm. but neither of them were progressing. Sure. And now I feel like that one's going to be over soon. I feel like last week I'm just... I'm just <laughs> Gotta hit the reset button. I just want to break up with everyone. <laughs> Shake the Etch-A-Sketch, start over. <laughs> Seriously, I think I'm like back to a clear roster, like no one. Yes. Um... <laughs> So that's how I'm I'm fine now. I saw okay. the other one last night and it's just he says things like I don't know how how bad is this like I can say Anything. really dark shit. Yes. Oh yeah, we've gone dark. Okay. He'll he'll say things like one day I'm gonna kill you. Oh, in what context? <laughs> in like a funny way. <laughs> oh but... I don't know. And he'll be like, I don't wanna kiss you, I just wanna fuck you. And I'm like mm. So well. really, I don't really have to break up with him. I think that one's just gonna. I think he's done it for himself. On its own. Yeah, yeah. Talking about you know marriage potential, I'd say that's uh, top notch there. Absolutely, I knew that I wasn't gonna marry either of them, but it was weird for sure. both of them to just kind of. I don't want to kiss you. End. I just want to fuck you. Yeah. I think you should work for Hallmark. I mean, I that's know. a card. I mean, if you get that card, you're swooning, right? right? I and mean, oh, he's the one. You know, as someone who's like dated and has a girlfriend, like. Yes. Imagine dating someone for two months and never sleeping over once. Hmm. That's is that weird? To yes. You? Yes. Like we have a four hour limit. I would <laughs> like we can hang out for four hours and then it reaches this point where it's like. He's just ready to go or I'm you are ready to go. He's, yeah, both. He wants me to go. I'm super empathetic. So I can like read the shit out of a situation sure. where I'm like, I'm going to go. Yes. Yeah. And like uh, four hours is the mark. That's like, it okay. Is. Yeah, we I'd went say to that's... the Grove. Is that not a boyfriend? The Grove in the day. If you are willing to go to the Grove with somebody, you are invested. The same guy who said that he didn't want to kiss me, he just well, wanted to fuck me. It's very—he's he's giving you mixed signals. <laughs> it's very confusing. <laughs> it's sad to date the wrong person and know like I could have married him. Mm -hmm. Technically, yes, had a job, hot, sexual chemistry, but we just didn't have like just... the rapport. Yeah, which that's a big part of it, right? Right, you would think. 
<laughs> you really learn shit about yourself when you get mm -hmm. older. You're like, damn, I never thought that would matter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For the longest time, it was just hot job, good sex. I love how you think that. Um, you should see the monsters I have dated. Oh, okay. Like, I didn't mean just you in general. But... Right, right, right. But the things I was looking for before was just them liking me. Oh, sure. That's like well, all that's it good. was. No, yeah. it's not good. Because no? then you're like a month and a half in and you're like, wait, I don't like you. Oh, and I never I even see. took my feelings into consideration. Right. No, I totally get what you're saying. I did that a lot. Only I would go after people who told me they didn't like me, but I liked them. And then I just be like, ah, you will eventually. That's what and happened then, with the breakup. Because yeah. I was very upfront and I was like, no, I think that we have like a really good sexual thing. Like I really don't want a boyfriend or I really don't want to date. I rewatched 500 Days of Summer because it was the 10 year anniversary. Did you rewatch it recently? I haven't, but I've seen it multiple times. Yeah. Watching it 10 years later yeah. and realizing I think I made my personality at 19 around summer. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> right? It was <laughs> yeah. such a formative time. Yeah. And and it's just crazy to watch it again because she's like, I don't want a boyfriend. I don't want a boyfriend. And then they break up and she gets married. Right. Because I do feel like it's kind of like that where you're mm -hmm. like, I don't want a boyfriend, but you mean I just don't want you to you. be my boyfriend. Right. Exactly. See, I modeled my uh, personality after Garden State. Yes. Uh, which was very dangerous because I just became this weird angsty guy like, who I thought women would just be drawn to. And it, they were not. Really? <laughs> no. I've definitely gone for the weird angsty. See? I've I gone for uh... every, like, <laughs> you should, I'm telling you, like, guys who've been to jail, drug yeah. addicts, bald. <laughs> like, <laughs> Which is equal to drug yeah, addicts drug and jails. <laughs> bald. Ugh. All of, it's just all the things. <laughs> I really learned, my friends will be like, you could say a lot about me, but you cannot call me superficial. Mm, yeah. Because I think people would expect me to be because mm. I spend a lot of money to be superficial okay. myself. Yeah, sure. But otherwise, like my worst breakup was a guy who I don't think is hot, who had like a broken nose, <laughs> who had no money. And mm -hmm. I still am sad about it. Yeah. Because we had like the best. Yeah. Rapport. Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, have you ever... Ended a relationship while having sex before Thursday. Mm -mm. No, no, okay. no. I think that was the first breakup sex. And you know, the worst part is like breakup sex technically is like, let's break up, but like, let's have sex one more time. Well, they're time. two separate things in my head. Right. No, generally. it's like, it's an event. <laughs> yes. Post breakup exactly. where you're like, this is our last. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Like the sex ended. It didn't finish at all. <laughs> I, Very yeah. incomplete. And like the pizza had arrived. <laughs> like he ordered pizza. So it was this kind of time sensitive Did thing. Did he order the pizza also while having Before. sex? Was he okay. All <laughs> he right. was like, let's order pizza. Now we're going to have sex. Because it's like we had this good thing going. Right. Like, it was a great night. Smoke weed, watch stuff, bang. Uh, and then so the pizza what were the came. step by step? How did this happen? Did he just say, he was as inside thrusting? me, inside me. And what said, did he like, say? You really don't see a future with us. <laughs> and what was your reaction? I was like, can we talk about this later? Any other time? <laughs> and he just like kept going? No, then no, then everything stopped. Oh, it just stopped So right we there. can talk. And it was like, I peed. If you want to know all the step by step, <laughs> I peed. I came back. And then I was like, oh, no, the conversation is going to happen right now. Right. Was there a little hope that like the pee break would just kind of be a reset? reset you yeah, know, get like, back into it. Yeah. Also, because I was pretty upfront about it. He would text me things like, miss you. And I'd be like, thank you. Like... Trying to be funny and like a fuckboy in essence. Like sure. I was trying to make it very clear that I was trying to be a fuckboy. Mm -hmm. Just didn't get it. Huh. Well, I think he got it and then was like, I unsubscribe. Right. Yeah. Which is fair and I respect it. But timing. It sucks when you actually like respect <laughs> the person. It's a lot easier right. if you don't give a fuck. Right. 
like the other guy, the one who mm-hmm. wants to kill me. I don't care about him at all. Sure. No. Like, <laughs> also, so, the other one's 37. The one I, the one who wants to kill me. <laughs> and it's kind of like, grow up. What was the context of the kill you line? Did he think it was being sweet? It's like funny. Like we have good rapport, ironically, sure. which yeah. is like the one thing that was missing from like the good guy who right. liked me is that this asshole <laughs> says these things that are funny and sarcastic. Like he put his wallet out on the table and I like checked it out to like see the branch and he's like, you fucking cunt. And to me, that's like fun. Sure. But it also, you know, is him saying things like, one day I'm going to kill you <laughs> in a funny way. If I thought he was actually going to kill me, it wouldn't be funny and it wouldn't be okay. Sure. No, right? I understand. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, there's context, but it's still funny. Yeah. And so that was, that was last night. So I'm telling you Thursday yeah. and Sunday are these two events. <laughs> I'm talking and now it's Monday. Okay. But last night I was back at my apartment by 11 PM. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just... That's kind of crazy. Yeah. I was telling my friend in the car, I was like, even if you're some drunk girl with a fuck boy, you sleep over. Right. Yeah. And here you were. Like, I don't oh. even have that. No. You just have. <laughs> I We show up. But the thing is, he like treats me like a princess in the way he'll like order me a car. Oh. To pick me up and like take me out to dinner. Mm-hmm. But then we'll be at dinner like, I wish you were dead. <laughs> <laughs> it is a thing I talk to my therapist about because I feel like the yes. next thing would be like, you need a therapist. But I yes. do talk to my therapist sure. about it. Yes. And it's the people that are bad that are like the more fun, mm-hmm. sexy. Sure. Yeah. Why? Why is that? Why does because it, have to it be that feels way? good to be bad? Mm, there it is. There it I is. I know this because I paid a woman <laughs> to tell me this. <laughs> I didn't just come up with this. I'd like to be very clear. <laughs> this is not your groundbreaking. I was like, I don't know why the guys from my past who I still think about or talk to are the bad ones mm-hmm. who are like, I don't like you. And you're like, just like we were saying, like, not right. yet. Yeah. 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 Is it the challenge? And now it's like it? 10 years later. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> one day. What do you think now? <laughs> they do come back around, though, the bad guys. And they're yeah. still bad. Oh, I'd say like most guys from my past, like. Resurface. I also feel like a breakup always has like two parts. Okay. Where it's like the initial breakup and right. then the like residual later breakup mm. where they're like either mad at you. Sure. Or try to see you again. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've talked a lot. I should. No, show. you're you are the guest. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I'm asking questions. Okay. You're doing great. I feel like I should ask you questions back. I you feel don't like have bad. <laughs> How long have you had your girlfriend? Um, four years. That's such a long time. Yes, it's by far the longest relationship of my life. Uh, like four times longer than anything else I'd have. I've I've had. And uh, yeah. yeah, we met. Uh, <laughs> we met at a summer camp. We were both employees. She was Counselors. not a student. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I was. Uh, it's a teen like arts camp, so I teach kids how to make movies, and I've done it every summer since. But yeah, she was working in like uh, uh, she was like working in the staff office and stuff, and I was actually teaching the kids. And we just had like five weeks dream. to like get that's to know dream. each other. That's it the was best. Heaven. That's the greatest story. Every heaven. single event I do like that. That's my dream outcome. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Even going to camp, I was like. <laughs> This I is go the year. <laughs> nope. Well, it was great because uh, we just, it was forced interaction. You know, like we saw each other every day and then got to know each other. And a base friendship. Exactly. Yes. Which I think is part of college Key. relationships. Yes. Like how I was able to have boyfriends in college yes. is like you trick them because they're your friend first. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Now that's gone. So now you're not have dating a... out here and, you know, 
God, I've done so much. I haven't had a real boyfriend with a label in three years. Does that bother you? No. Okay. But it's just interesting. That's why I think if the guy who was trying to like define the relationship, that's why I had to end it because the only answers were like, you're my boyfriend and then we're going to get engaged because that's what was going to happen. And I even told him, I was like, it wouldn't even be horrible, but I wouldn't be being honest with myself. And it's tough, like, with our careers, like, I don't know. I'm trying to be, like, a famous person. Like, I don't know what the path is. Right, yeah. Well, because there's no clear path <laughs> There's no it. clear path, so it's kind of scary to, like, have something, like, a marriage or, like, a relationship that's so solid when you're, like, questioning that. Right, yeah. So, are you just... Where are you at then? Are you well, putting? Are today's you kind an of, interesting day to ask because yes. I feel like after the two guys that had been for two months, and the greatest part is like I don't have to worry about them listening to this. I sure. feel like yeah, they're not that into me. <laughs> like that's yeah. the problem with the other guy. He'd be like, "So what? Like jokes did you do?" And then we'd get distracted, and I never told him. Right? Yeah, because he didn't. Because he didn't care. actually care. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So. so yeah, if he couldn't, if he couldn't uh, care enough to listen to a joke. I doubt he's going to watch watch or listen to this. Right. Um, so right now, I'm going to New York Wednesday. Today's Monday. Okay. I'm yeah. going Wednesday. Uh-huh. I used to have New York exes, but mm-hmm. now I don't really. Mm-hmm. Or like they have girlfriends and I don't right. deal with that. Yeah. So I'm curious because I feel like a trip like that kind of resets. Mm-hmm. The thing is about the second guy, he did. I bet nothing will change. I bet I'll see him once a week until like... <laughs> Someone gets over it. Or he kills you. Or he murders me. (laughs) So sick. It's like a real thing that like as a woman I worry about legitimately. Yeah, I mean I'm laughing about it, but yeah, I mean it's it's a weird thing to say and it does even if it's a joke, you're still just like "Ah, Okay. I know. So so weird. And he also only DMs me. Like I have his phone number because I just got mad one day and was like, I need your actual phone number. Yeah. What are we doing here? Come on. So, so where I stand right now, um, definitely single, technically, technically single, <laughs> going to New York. I don't know why I'm acting like going to New York is like for two and a half years. I'll be there for five days. Five days. All right. Uh, it's going to be a pilgrimage. But of course, I hope to find my husband in these five days. Sure. Start a long distance. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Okay. This is my theory. No one's my boyfriend, but the second it's over, they yeah. become my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Where you like see them and you're like, that's my ex, even though mm. I never was like, this is my boyfriend, right? Yeah. So I've had a, some bad situations. I had a guy break up with me. We did a semester abroad. So this was in college. Okay. And he broke up with me. And then we kept hooking up secretly because it was so sexy, right? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's because no. he doesn't want people to know we're still hooking up. Right. So mean. Um, and then so we went on this weekend to Italy, like with a group. And I was allergic. I've been allergic to two guys in my life. Physically allergic. I broke out in full body hives, like chin to feet. It looked like cellulite almost because it like raised in blotches Uh all over my whole body. And we were like staying in a hotel together with like a group, but probably sleeping in the same bed. I don't know. And my friend had to put like calamine lotion all over. It was so embarrassing and horrible. Yes. And like the last time I hooked up with him was maybe two years ago. Like, I'm I'm saying it didn't even just end there. Right. Like, we broke up so many times. He broke up with me on Facebook Messenger once. And this was, like, before iPhones. Like, I didn't get the notification. <laughs> right. Like, oh, he had to so- be on a computer. Oh, no. So I was out, and his friend was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, why? Like, because he broke up with you. Like, I didn't even know. Oh, my God. 
So I don't know if that's embarrassing. I feel like nothing's <laughs> embarrassing to me at this point. Like, yeah, sure. like I told you, I like shit my pants at my friend's birthday, but I was, <laughs> <laughs> but for me, it's not even embarrassing. Like <laughs> what's embarrassing? Like, I think if I shit <laughs> during sex, that'd be very embarrassing. Yes. But yeah. that didn't happen. Like no. I sharded my pants at my friend's 16th birthday and I was 16. And okay. all I did was like, go home. <laughs> Because I had my license. Because <laughs> I was 16. Damn. You got some good tidbits to use here, huh? Oh, yeah. These sound bites are Tag fantastic. me in this. <laughs> so, yeah, show myself at my friend's 16th. Fingered an ass. Hit shit. Which, honestly, this is what I'm saying. Things should be funny if you have, like, a good situation or relationship. Sure. If I finger your ass because you want me to, right. I didn't just do it, okay? Sure. If you want me to do it and I hit shit, we should be able to laugh about it and be funny. Right. I can't be laughing and you being like, don't tell anyone. Right. No, yeah, then it gets weird. Well, that's how it went. Oh, it did? Don't, don't tell anyone? Don't tell anyone there's shit in my swear, ass. Swear, swear, never <laughs> tell anyone, so... You know, I always keep my promises. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I hope this is the first time that you've shared it. And it's right here. Sure is. Right now. <laughs> no. I mean, honestly, once you break up, does anything yeah, no. apply anymore? Oh, no. The statute <laughs> like, of limitations is right? totally over. Yeah. Someone, Everything's out. It's a funny thing. Yeah, Why can't it, it is. can't be funny? Well, because it's like, that makes sense. Like, if I shit during sex, I would hope that it was someone that I was like... That's why, okay, the, the, the second guy I was dating was like always pitching anal to me mm -hmm. and i was like no i would do it i would tr consider doing it mm -hmm. if you were like someone that you, i could you, handle any outcome right <laughs> right yes yes because if that were to happen I'd like him, some kind of fun trust whatever right. where if i shit myself i'd be like that's funny yeah god what a weird <laughs> i didn't mean to only talk to you about like sex and shitting it's not cute whatever whatever i've had three colonoscopies so i feel very yeah i had like serious anxiety ibs issues <laughs> so i've had probably 15 colonoscopies 15 is a lot at least because uh, i had my large intestine removed because i had colon cancer oh my god yeah uh that's, well it was a preventative why, surgery that's why i had to get all the colonoscopies yeah. was to make sure i didn't right and you're all good yeah Fantastic. but i have to just go now in five years oh okay so yeah. that's a long because before yeah. it was like come back in one year yep. yeah i have to go every year so you know it's fun it's yeah. the day before it's the worst day of your life. Right. When you have to, drink you have to like cleanse and, everything. Yeah, I yeah. was, it's like a double ender situation. Mm -hmm. Cause I was like, you're like peeing out your ass and I was throwing up too. Cause mm. I couldn't keep all that Gatorade powder. Right. Yeah. It's gross. It's terrible. The one benefit to not having a colon uh, or ten, only 10% <laughs> of it is that my prep is pretty easy. Now oh. I do have to give myself enemas. Which is just not fun. Shove it up your ass. Yeah, yeah. Doing it yourself is, it's just it's uh, a you know, it's a different experience. <laughs> yeah, you got to lube the tip, and then it's you know, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Do all your guests talk about these things? It varies yeah. from topic to topic. Mostly butt stuff. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we. We're you know, butt leaning stuff. there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was I was procrastinating. I feel like I Instagram storied about it. I didn't show my ass. Um, but okay. I was procrastinating, like editing um, a pilot, like doing a edit. Because mm -hmm. like my managers were like, do these things, send it back to us. Yeah. And I was procrastinating so hard that I tried a butt plug for the first time, just alone in my apartment in the day. And was like... <laughs> 
that is some it's hardcore like you procrastination. You really get creative when you're procrastinating. Yeah. You're like, well, it's time to try this for sure. the first time. And then just like lubed it, shoved it up my ass and was like, okay, I guess I yeah. better edit this thing now. <laughs> I've and it, literally run out of ways. Right. And to, with these nails, it's not easy to get I it back think so. out. Those are epic. Yeah. You have to like relax your ass. So, what was the process of getting it out? Just relaxing your ass mostly. There's always that moment every time I like shove something up me where it's like, because I have a Kegel ball that you can just shove up mm. you and like walk around for three hours and mm. your body just, wow. your muscles just work. And Amazing. I love any exercise like that. Sure. But there's always the fear of like, I'm not going to be able to get this out. Right. I'm going to have to go to the hospital. It's like any story like sex sent me to the ER, except right. I would be alone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it would be three in the afternoon. And it would be like 3 p.m. And I'll be like, I really got to edit this thing. I don't know why. I do get embarrassed. If anybody walked in on me and they have like taken a shit, it is. I don't I, I would rather somebody walk in on me masturbating, I think. Why, if I was dating. Why them. is someone walk, do you not have a lock or you don't lock it? Oh, I do. I'm just thinking of hypotheticals. Well, like sometimes, so like this camp that I teach at, uh-huh. uh, I thought I had locked the bathroom door. I had not. And so, you know, taking the shit and uh, a student walked in and it's just the most embarrassing thing. And I don't know why. Is it just like the vulnerability of yeah, just sitting? Like, yeah. I think it's you're vulnerable <laughs> and then no one wants to see anyone's shit no. for their whole lives. No, Definitely. Like, I know one day I'm going to be in labor and I'm going to be like giving birth and I know for for sure I will shit. Mm. I know mm -hmm. it. <laughs> You're ready for it. I'm ready for it. I've been preparing my whole life. But it's like, <laughs> even then I don't want. <laughs> yeah. Like my baby daddy. Away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, I don't think anyone wants. It's like the same feeling as getting walked in on naked. Yeah. Because you're just like, you are vulnerable. It's. But somehow that one, I guess I'm well, just comfortable also. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, the kid also. Yeah. That... Thankfully, um, <laughs> I mean, they decided not to address it, of course. I don't know why they would. <laughs> I don't know why I said thankfully. Like, there was a high probability they were going to say, hey, sorry about that. But that's one of those things you just go separate ways and then never address it, you know? And thankfully, yeah. that was the case. But I was all par I was like, man, are they going to like. <laughs> I mean, thankfully, I had like, I wasn't wearing a onesie, uh, so I wasn't completely naked. <laughs> but it's just a traumatizing thing. I felt bad for her. It her? was a her. No, it's the, no, no. That's the world we live in with these gender-neutral bathrooms. Oh, no. <laughs> Is that a poor no. child has to walk in on me? No. Sitting there. I feel like I feel embarrassed now. Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> it was terrible. And we were uh, edit they were editing their movies. And so she was in the lab and I was overseeing that. So then I walked into the lab. Ugh. I waited like five minutes to try and reset things. No. I then she I she had it. a I knew she had a question and there's usually two of us in the lab, two employ uh, two staff members. The other person was gone. So I could I could see it all like I really need help with this, but I don't want to ask the shit man. Um, the and shit so man. I just uh, the other guy finally came back in. But uh, we were just both like just <laughs> avoiding eye contact. And, it was terrible. Gotten, <laughs> we were off the rails here. <laughs> yeah, it's gotten shitty. We could, we could get back to the theme of breakups. Okay, if that yeah, breakups. More comfortable... I mean, I truly feel like even after a second date, if I know there's not a future, it still feels like a breakup. Where I have like anxiety to go on a first date yeah. when I feel like I'm going to have to end it or they're going to end it. 
There's so, have, so much rejection. Yes, there is. And then it, it becomes a race of like who's going to reject who first. So that's why I'm waiting for this guy <laughs> to just stop. I honestly think it's going to be a ghost situation, which mm. I'm fine with in this. But I've had to text guys like this really good, strong, I know we would be better as friends text. Mm. Yeah. And then they never try to be your friend. Right. But it still is stressful. And it's stressful to even send that text or for them to be like, do you want to go to this? And you being like, no. Mm hmm. I don't I don't want I don't want to hang out with you, you again. Um what <laughs> so. so what what breakup has had the most emotional oh pain? I mean <laughs> I feel like or I've talked about it. this a lot. It's the guy that I really liked. It was the one guy that I really liked 2 years ago who had the broken nose and we just had a good time. Yeah. Like we had, okay, this is my thing. I just want to have fun with you at Target or in the car right. or the places that aren't fun. It doesn't need to be a big spectacle every time but you go But also, yeah. even if you just go to a bar and get drinks, you can have fun with someone you don't like because you're drinking right. in the dark in a bar. Right, yeah. So once you put it on its legs, then you really see. So I really enjoyed him in the day. Yeah. And whatever. So, I mean, I was going to I was going to be like, let's pump the brakes. Like I prepared this whole speech with my therapist, you know, like this whole like, let's pump the brakes. I really like you, but we need to slow down because it was like seeing each other like four or five times a week. Mm -hmm. And he had my garage clicker so he could park in my apartment. So why did you want to pump the brakes then? If it was... it was just it just felt I could feel something was off. And then like I remember I like day drink. And like went to a party and I knew he wasn't that good at drinking or mm. partying. And yeah. I knew he didn't like that about me. And then we like drank this weed soda together. Like we met up after the party and I tried to be sober and I wasn't. And then we drank this weed soda and I died. I would like was like, don't touch me, like freaked out. Yeah. And then he <laughs> we were supposed to hang out. And then he's like, can we talk actually? And I knew it was over. There's no other context for can we talk? I knew it was over. And I had this, like, I got a cut bangs. I got a thigh tattoo. Oh, boy. Okay. I, like, lost my shit. Yeah. And then I now know that he definitely started dating someone because their one-year anniversary was, like, four days after our, uh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, which is fine. And I'm sure they're, like, perfect together. Mm -hmm. Truly. Yeah. Like, improv-y people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I get that that's like not what I am, but that's kind of what I'm looking for again is just someone I actually, yeah. So that was a bad breakup because I just took it really badly and really personally, even though I was going to end it. Yeah. Well, that was my question. Yeah, Why did it I know. hurt so hard if you were planning it on ending like it anyway? It was like added insult to is injury because it it's like, it sucks to end a relationship that was yeah. like really fun and cool. Mm -hmm. And then for him to do it, right. especially because I was like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I am hotter than him. <laughs> I can say it like technically. Sure. Am. Yeah. <laughs> on every on every uh, level. And now he gets to have the satisfaction that I haven't shut the fuck up about it <laughs> in two years. If I dated me and two years ago broke up after a month and a half, it was six weeks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would be like, this weirdo is obsessed with me. And I'm sure that I have dated guys who have felt that way about me. And I'm like. Yeah. Calm down. It was six weeks and I'm still like hung up. But mm -hmm. yeah, so that was a weird breakup. Ugh. <laughs> I've had so, I mean, there have been so many or even like this one guy just texted to end it, even though it was another six week. I had this habit of six week relationships. Okay. Very weird. Yeah. So yeah, because six weeks, you're still very much in the honeymoon phase. You would think unless it just wasn't meant, you know, like, yeah, I feel like it's funny. I mean, I guess because I hear a lot of like, two months 
You were close. You didn't quite make it. No. No, six weeks. I done. haven't dated someone for two months in a row in years. Okay. <laughs> Great. But I think it's also because I know like the further in you go, the harder it is to break up. Right. And then I have the complex where I don't want them to hate me mm. or I don't want to be the bad guy. And I have to like let that go. Right. Yes. Yes. But to, to as far as what you were saying about the, you know, the guy who thinks you're still obsessed with them or whatever, well, I can relate. And maybe maybe you are. I don't know. Um, not sure. I can relate because there was somebody and anybody who's listened or watched this is probably sick of hearing about it. But there was the person who the, the, the biggest example of I'm not really into you, ah, but you will be soon enough. I talk about her fairly often on here just because it was truly the worst time of my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if she ever listens to me, like, dude. We never even had sex. Like, this was just two months of intense, emotional, like, just let it go. What's, I don't understand two months of intense, emotional without a sex? Yeah. It, it just Do wasn't. You, like, we, above the waist no, only? No. Like, making out a couple of times. It was, yeah. She wasn't into me. Right, it's really right. what it comes right, down right, to. Right. I wanted, I tried to have sex with her. And then she was just like, ah, you know. How many girlfriends have you had? Like five. That's a lot. Yeah. And then just a bunch of random one night stands and stuff. A bunch of random one night stands. Like 15, probably. I don't know. That's a lot. Yeah. And most of them weren't great. And then that's why I was just like, you know what? That's I don't need to have sex. 15 one night stands on... is kind of impressive. I guess. Because <laughs> that yeah. means that you didn't want to see them again. Or, yeah, or vice versa. There were definitely some where I was that like, you were like I woke up, up the next again? day like, hey, you know, like, want to go to the beach? <laughs> and then they'd be like, ah! Oh my god! Uh, I mean, yeah. I know you have a girlfriend now, but yes. any guy listening, yeah, don't if do it's that. the morning after, and you're like, "Do you want to go to the beach? <laughs> yeah. The beach, like a vacation there together?" There was <laughs> but it was still the my the answer wrong. is absolutely no. no exactly, <laughs> the beach. I'll go with you. Maybe on our six months of dating. Yeah, I, 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 I towels would have to out it. and yeah. like water bottles. I I was desperately looking for companionship, and I would just latch mm. on, and then. Uh, you know, and then I'm like, well, I don't know what the big deal is. It took me a while to figure shit out. I so. feel like I still very much am. Mm-hmm. Figuring it out. Yeah, but at yeah. least the guys recently haven't been as horrible. I did have a guy re- this year in February, like he did the sex things that were like crossing every line, like slap me across the face oh. without asking. Oh, like Huh. asked me if he could spit in my mouth but it was all happened so fast so i was like uh yeah and like spit was in my mouth like yeah. it was oh okay so that was this year but otherwise no one's been bad bad okay that's good <laughs> so it feels like growth yes Cause that the, is growth because in december it was kind of like this culmination of like some of the worst ones like this guy who had been to jail three times and mm-hmm. like had a kid in florida and like this shit and i'm like what am i doing what Why were you am doing? I, was it just the bad boy I met thing? him outside of a comedy show, which okay. you should. Okay, kind of a red flag. <laughs> kind of, right? Yeah. But I was like, oh my God, he's so, like, I thought he was a hipster. Because he was, like, tatted up and dressed really hip. But I didn't know there was, like, a fine line between, like, gang member. Sure. And hipster. A hip gang member, yeah. And then I found out he had started his gang. I would always be like, yeah, he started it. <laughs> how does, how do you start a gang? spirit. Uh, you get your gang together. <laughs> like, is there a recruitment? I'm not really sure because I was mostly like in the car. Like, is there a gun in here? I asked him. Yeah, he's like, no, not in, not in this car. 
What were you in the? Did you witness? He picked me up. Like he, we went on a real date. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) He picked me up. We went to dinner. Uh huh. We made out by the like Venice canals. I mean, we traveled. I don't know why we had to go so far. (laughs) Yeah, that's a bit of a hike. You don't pick me up from Hollywood. And then we went to Mel's Diner in Santa Monica, even though there's one walking distance to me. Yes. Yes. Okay. So yes. a lot of things weren't making sense. Sure. And then he was talking about the gang and starting the gang and being in jail <laughs> and grand theft and now, is he how he would this? smuggle drugs into jail. And he was like sober now, but he had been addicted to shit. <laughs> <laughs> and how was it? Was he saying all this very casually, like proud? It was, proud? Pretty, cas- it was yeah. pretty casual. Well, also because he's sober now, so it's very like he's different. So this is the problem. After the date, I was like, you guys, he's different now. <laughs> he's changed a lot. And they're like, and I would tell my therapist also, I was like, no, but he reads a lot and he meditates. And she's like, he learned that in jail. <laughs> But he's a still- woman can put any spin on any guy. Oh. Like, all, I could sell the shit out of this guy who had been to jail. I was like, look how hot he is. He is hot. Like, okay. hot, hot. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, so it was like that mugshot model guy. <laughs> Do you remember, like, the hot criminal? No. He got a modeling contract from his mugshot. Oh, And now boy. is with the heiress of some... The Topshop heiress or something. Sure. It can't be Topshop because that's out of... I don't know. Somewhere. Okay, pretty much a woman can sell any horrible, shitty guy. Yeah, pretty epic much blinders. Never saw him again. He had me send him one of my pilots <laughs> and then like critiqued it and never sent me anything he ever wrote because allegedly he had written so much stuff. <laughs> never saw him again. But he would say like the N-word and I was like, he's not... He was not black. And I was like, you cannot... Do it. Did you pick that up in jail, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> he had a lot of issues. Sure. Okay. And his biggest one was not loving me. <laughs> All the rest you could forgive. Yeah, everything you know? else. I mean, honestly, if he had tried to see me again, I would have seen him. That's the problem. And I don't want to de- de- devote the whole thing to just finding a man. So right, like, right, right. No, um, no, no. I care a lot about writing yeah. and performing. How long have you... So you've been doing stand-up for four years? You yes, I've been... Four years was June. Um, I just finished... I'm sure you've written a lot, a lot of pilots. Mm-hmm. But I just started like a year ago, so I've written three. Fantastic. So I'm very excited about that. I finally have management, which I think is great. Yes. Yeah, I'm doing shows in New York. I have shows in LA. What were you doing before you did stand-up? I was a mar- I was like a marketing major. I worked at an... Uh, like a Ponzi scheme. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's very Could you elaborate? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we like, we were all 23 or, or yeah. Okay. So we're all like, we were all the same age and there were these investors or like the people in charge and it was very sketchy and we never sold anything and we'd always be like pitching ideas and apps and like, I mean, I was only there for like seven months. I eventually quit, but like famous people would come in and we'd like pitch things to them. Like, I pitched an app to Paul Walker and okay. then he died. Oh. <laughs> so it's not my fault. But, <laughs> I'm glad. but it was this crazy thing that like the person in the car with Paul Walker w- was worked in the building mm-hmm. that we like worked in. Okay. So like I knew him and he brought Paul Walker in. And then like a few months later, the crazy crash happened. Uh-huh. And it's just so weird. Yeah. 
That's bizarre. It's bizarre. So eventually that like dissolved because it wasn't a real thing. So you company. never actually, the company never actually did anything? Were you just consulting like? No, we like, we had some like a website and they were trying to do an animated movie. And then like we had like Snapchat for video before Snapchat had video. Uh-huh. And we would like throw these events and I'd like order shirts. Like we were spending money. Right. But I don't know if we made money. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Which is the Ponzi scheme. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. So, yeah, that was my job. And then I worked for my parents at the dry cleaners. We own a dry cleaners. Really? Oh, yeah, I saw this on yeah, your Yeah, on your that's where I'm yeah. going from here. That's why I can be flexible. Like nice. This. So, I work for them for money. I that's do marketing cool. and dry cleaning stuff. So, uh, how long has dry cleaning been the family business? Forever. Yeah. Like, my parents met with my dad working at a dry cleaners. Wow. Did she come in to get she something? She was a customer. Yeah. My dad's friend had opened his own dry cleaners. My dad was helping him get started. Yeah. And now my my family has owned like five. Oh, cool. Yeah. Wow. So now we have just the one. Oh, now you have one? <laughs> yes. Okay. It's like huge. Where is it? It's on Ventura and Woodman in Sherman Oaks. Oh, I've probably driven by it. Yeah. It's two stories. It like lights up at night. Very yes. Persian. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. So that's like my job job, like for money. And I go to dry cleaning conventions. What are those like? <laughs> They're exactly what you think it would be I like. I have no Just idea. Like <laughs> huge machines and people like on Britney Spears mics, like doing stain removal demonstrations. Yeah. yeah clean 2015. I went to that in Atlanta. I made okay. out with a guy whose family owned like 12 laundromats in Texas. Nice. You know, it's that uh -huh. kind of thing. Right. Yeah. There's still that social element. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Well, it's networking. So right? dry cleaning. Yeah. So big into the family business. Definitely. So that's my job job. But so how do you you probably know more about dry cleaning than most people would. The cool thing about me is that I don't. <laughs> I like sit All in right. the office and like post photos of me on our Instagram. <laughs> like nice people will be like how do i get out mustard and i'll be like just bring it in <laughs> you know like i don't do the cleaning i never pitched myself as such sure i say yeah. dry cleaning heiress no one thinks <laughs> like paris right. hilton can like check you into the hilton no that's very true yeah <laughs> fair enough i've never said that out loud but now i'm going to i think you should yeah i think that that's that's a, a fair point see i was i falsely assumed being in the family business, you would, would know something some about the skill. business. Nope. Yeah, but <laughs> there it is. That's fun, though. I mean, it's nice. It must be nice to just have like, um, I mean, everything that we've talked about. You know, it's that we're all trying to do out here. Uh, it's nice to have like that. You know, uh, safety, safety net sounds net. condescending. I think. No, I but. mean, well, this is another thing I talk about. It sometimes I feel like, oh no, I really have to push myself or motivate myself because I have this comfy mm, parent yeah. life sure. job. Yeah. Like I don't have to like be a bartender or be a server. Right. And sometimes I feel like that fire like keeps people here. Cause they're like, That's I true. have to make it here and I have to survive. Right. For me, it's like, where am I going to move home to? Right. Like yeah. Pasadena. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's very clear. I can just do this and I'll work here. And so I really have to push myself. So Yeah. I imagine you're battling complacency, you know? Yes. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, but I feel like I'm better this year. I feel like there's been some, like I've been doing stand-up for four years, but at the beginning I would just do like a show a month or when people ask. And now I really do try to, I say yes to every show. Mm -hmm. I That's performed good. at like yeah. a church. I did my middle school career day. <laughs> Tough audience. 
Really? Yeah. Middle eighth school graders, career day. Eighth graders do not like me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it. It's like they they don't really get stand-up comedy if it's not like really silly. Sure. Or kind of watered down or clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they also have this whole like meme humor. Right. It's just different. Yeah. I like they only liked my Anne Frank joke, and I think it's because they were reading the Diary of Anne Frank. So it's topical. So it's topical, <laughs> but it's like I don't otherwise have a lot of eighth grade specific things. Sure, which I don't think would be a problem right, in those right, cases. Right. Usually, However, they're not legally allowed into comedy right. clubs. Yeah, it's probably good that that's not your target audience. Yeah, well, even like I'm a part of Rotary, which is mm-hmm. just like old rich white yes. and Asian people, the one I go to. Mm-hmm. And my mom's had me perform for them and they also don't like me. <laughs> like I tried to tell a joke about my colonoscopies because like it was the correct audience. Yeah, they could relate. And my dad from the front was like, don't say that. And I was like, heckler. <laughs> he heckled you during he the show? He heckled me. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, that's the great setup for a joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess I shouldn't say this. Yeah, you're but like, great. And that's like at a church at noon. So Yeah. So, that, yeah, you were truly saying yes to everything. I will say yes to any show. Because Church at Noon, Rotary Club, and Eighth Grade, eighth grade Job Fair. Of None of those things. sound like ideal stand-up <laughs> scenarios. They're not. Yeah. Oh, I performed at this place called the University Club where I performed on a table because there was no kind of stage hmm. or area. Sure. So I just stood on a table. <laughs> you have to establish dominance. <laughs> I hope you didn't even have a microphone. You just had to <laughs> just shout. Just yelling just the <laughs> whole time. This is funny. I did. <laughs> this is fair. Listen. <laughs> yes. What have we learned? What have we learned this hour? Uh, it's a lot of like sex and ass stuff. Sure. Yeah. There's more to me than that, but I can't think of anything right now. <laughs> I guess we did cover dry cleaning, so I really hit all my topics. <laughs> dry cleaning, uh, middle school. See, my dad doesn't know how to access these things, and I wonder if I would be different mm. if he could like if i had like a white american dad who yeah. was like what are you doing but my dad's like iranian and doesn't know how to use oh, instagram okay. or the internet uh-huh. really yeah so <laughs> so, so i feel very comfortable to say these it's like i'd rather any stranger watch this than my dad mm, okay what is i guess given what you said it's unlikely he would watch this because he wouldn't know how exactly to- so that's good. And my mom, my mom will watch these things or knows how, but she'll like protect my dad. Oh, that's good. Okay. Wait, now is she also Iranian? No. My okay. mom's like a, a Jewish white lady from California. They got married when they were like 33. They might have been 32. So that kind of gives me hope because that was like in the 80s when that was kind of late. Right. But definitely. they're still together. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So. Did he, is, was he born in Iran? In the yeah. Kingdom? He came here when he was like 24. Five or something. Do you still have family over there? Or yeah. Have you ever gone? And I've never gone to Iran. Okay. And now I found out some people message me being like, I think I'm not allowed to go. <laughs> I oh. think from, um, I think I might be like on a list or something. I think just from being me or being a woman who does like entertainment or has really? talked about Iran or oh. has talked about. Interesting. I mean, I was detained in Israel for three hours for being Persian. Really? Like when I went on birthright, I was detained and like questioned and they went through my phone because wow. they saw my like last name was Persian. So yeah, scandalous. How old That <laughs> well, was like two years ago. <laughs> okay, man. Wait, what is birthright? Birthright is like a, if you're Jewish, you can go to Israel for free, but oh, you wow. pay with emotionally you pay sure it's like a 10-day trip and it's very like propaganda-y mm. 
just like very like and then they try to make you move there it's very weird <laughs> at the end it's just like and here's a time like, and these are <laughs> other americans who have moved here after birthright or like i guess the goal is to get you to like bang other jews but my group was like there was no one to bang <laughs> What was, was that like 10 days a like? Hot, it was a night. It was so crazy. I actually wrote like this whole like pitch doc about like a <laughs> like a mini series just about birthright. It's like you don't sleep at all. They want you to bond, but it's like all these activities like camel ride, dead sea, hike. And you're mm. like, this is if I had gone on a hike in a week, that's enough of an activity. And they sure. want you to just go from like they put 50 of us in a tent like a Bedouin tent one night, okay. I cried until I threw up. <laughs> it was like dirty mattresses and like you're like side by side with these like weirdos that you met at LAX. Like they first try to make you bond at the airport and you're like, <laughs> horrible. Did you want to do this trip? Okay, this is the most Jewish thing that they do. It's like, they were like, okay, well, you're turning 26 or whatever age is the cutoff. They're like, this is your last chance. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I don't want to go because I know I wouldn't like it, but fine, I'll apply. And then they're like, mm, it's too late now. And then I was like, wait, but you told me I could. And then I fought to go because it's like how Judaism works. So they're right. like, they offer you this thing that you don't want. And then by the end, you're begging to do it. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So then you did it's it. like this 10 day. I mean, I did make some friends that I like still or talk to ish yeah. but people are like it was the best trip of my life changed my life there's always people like that with right. these trips and it's like if you otherwise have a life it's not gonna like change sure. your life yes which might be the meanest thing i've ever said out loud actually but, but it didn't change my life i do not want to go back i yeah. mean i'd love to go to israel like with a friend I have an Israeli friend. I would have loved to go. But like even socially, they don't they made us get back on the bus at like 11 p.m. after our bar night. <laughs> and it's very European there. So it's like no one's getting yeah. there till midnight or right. one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Does your dad talk about like his life before he came here a lot or? Yeah. I mean, he yeah. goes back to Iran. Oh, does he? Okay. Yeah. He'll go back. And he has a lot of friends from Iran who live in L.A. Mm -hmm. Very common. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do you think there's any sort of immigrant mentality that you have as a kid through that i've heard a lot of people talk about that like just like a work ethic or you know like whatever it's it interesting because i know i'm i'm first generation yeah but i'm very white and my mom's white so i don't know if sure. it really counts maybe i'm like half generation right yeah <sighs> i don't know it's like i did grow up very american right i yeah. don't even know farsi so it doesn't feel like sure i no, don't feel foreign i've also never been there right that makes sense. I mean, he definitely did move to America and then the Shah was overthrown in Iran. So he lost. He was like super wealthy in Iran as mm. a child, like grew up with his dad, worked for the Shah. So when that was overthrown, he was at USC or mm. maybe he was in school in Oklahoma. He went to USC and somewhere in Tulsa. And then he had to like work for the first time when he was like 28. Oh, wow. And like had to wow. like really go from like richest charags and then yeah. like build himself up so i think he has that mentality of sure. like really hustling but we grew up as like spoiled daughters of a persian like i don't sure. think i was given the same like thought process sure no that makes sense um he also didn't move here he moved here wealthy <laughs> like, sure. he didn't move yeah. here like with twelve dollars in his pocket right kind of story right 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 yeah it he became that right here <laughs> yeah man that must have been Right. Nuts to just like lose everything like that. 
right? Wow. And he like was like USC, like getting tables at clubs, mm -hmm. cars. He had like every Lacoste shirt sure. color. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he was those kids at USC that you're like. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Guy. Like the Europe, the European right, ones. Right. 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 Man. Yeah. See? That's interesting. Levels, angles. I'm glad. There yeah. we go. There we go. We can we crop em. out some of the other yeah. stuff. Yes. Balance. <laughs> yeah. I really do believe in balance. Yeah. But I, I think it's just more interesting. Like, I think sexy stuff is like, I like taboo things. That's oh, no, why it's too. interesting. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I created a whole show. It's just about awkward sexual situations. Yeah. Like, most of them based on real things. I and love then I that. I just put it on steroids. Yeah. So I love talking about it. It's, it's fun and awkward and goofy and, you know. Like, one, I once went on a date where we went to, like, three strip clubs. Oh. We called it a strip strut. <laughs> and that's, like, a guy that, like, we hooked up, whatever, but we're, like, friends still. Yeah. Because it was fun. Sure. I think I learned that this year. Like, you can still be friends with guys you dated. And I used to not think that. Right. But you can actually be, like, friendly. Like, we it don't hang happen. out. Right, right. But, yeah. But, but we, no like, animosity. DM like, things. Yeah. Right. We also did like a pitch about like a show about strip clubs like that oh, we cool. like worked on together and like emailed. Like I've emailed him since. Right. Which is kind of nice. It's possible to bang someone and then email them later. It is. And I think that's the dream. Professionally. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So if you'd like to email me, uh, first name, last name at <laughs> gmail.com. Um, well, yeah. Where can people find you on social media and all that stuff? At Ariana Badassery is my Instagram. Awesome. Great at the stories. Mm -hmm. Well, fantastic. Um, I hope that your therapy session tomorrow to talk about all of the things that we've already talked about goes well. This was like a pregame therapy. Yeah, yeah. Therapy pregame. That's a good name. Maybe I'll start that podcast. Yeah, there you go. Therapy pregame. Yes, I like it. Thank you. You I'd can come be on. a guest. Yeah, I've got plenty of fucked up shit to talk about. It'll be great. I love that. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. That was the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks so much to Ariana for coming over uh, and um, being very raw about things that had just happened. So I hope that... Uh, our episode was a good primer for the therapy session that ensued shortly thereafter. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode, again, don't just leave the five stars. I want to hear about your worst breakup in the comments on Apple Podcasts or on YouTube. Let me have them. And uh, the worst slash best breakup, I will send you a Bad Times Good Stories t-shirt. That's all I've got for now. So until next Wednesday, keep laughing. Keep laughing.